Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Allison Insero, Senior Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. In 2021, CMS is launching new payment models to address the high cost of care for Medicare beneficiaries with kidney disease, as well as to improve patient outcomes. Chronic kidney disease and end-stage renal disease are among the most expensive conditions in Medicare. About 37 million Americans have CKD and 725,000 have ESRD. The situation is expected to get worse as the population ages, rates of diabetes and obesity soar, and demand for dialysis increases. On this episode of Managed Carecast, we speak with Brandy Riddle, who recently joined Strive Health as its Chief Financial Officer. Strive Health is a value-based kidney care company that works with payers and providers to create an integrated care delivery system that stretches from CKD to ESRD. We talk a little bit about the changes coming to nephrology practices, as well as new ways of looking at the whole patient to try and halt the slide to irreversible ESRD. Thank you for joining us today. Can you introduce yourself and speak a little bit about what you do at Strive Health? Sure. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Brandy Riddle, and I am the CFO at Strive Health. I'm very excited to be there. It's a very innovative um, and exciting business that we've got in the works. And um, essentially at Strive Health, what we're focused on is really trying to provide what I would call a seamless and supportive care journey for patients with um, CKD and ESRD, um, really trying to treat folks um, with those diseases as people and not just as kidneys. And that's really kind of the difference that we're trying to make. So in looking at your biography, it seems that you have spent a large part of your career working in kidney care or in value-based care um, for seniors. And we know that um, Medicare spending on kidney disease is what, about $115 billion um, a year. And perhaps some of that spending may arrive too late to make a long-term difference in end-stage renal disease outcomes. With new payment models arriving for kidney care uh, this year, uh, as we kick off 2021, what do practices need in order to make those new arrangements successful? Yeah, so if, um, um, if you're kind of talking about the new models that CMS is putting out, so um, they've just now recently uh, the um, ETC model, which is the ESRD treatment choices model is effective January 1st of 2021. And so within that model, effectively what CMS is trying to do is they are trying to preserve or enhance the quality of care that ESRD patients are receiving today but while also reducing Medicare expenditures. So that's kind of what's, what's prompting this is there is so much spend out there. It's actually about $30 billion of unnecessary spend um, related to this progression of, of the disease. And you know it's the ninth um, leading cause of death in the United States and about 90% of folks don't know that they have it. So there is just such, there's so much that can be done here. And so in terms of what behavior needs to be changed, it's really moving to a spotlight more on upstream patient management. 
um, a focus on supporting home dialysis, and then additionally trying to um, think about transplant in an unprecedented way. So the reimbursement will change within this model if in fact um, there is support and a movement to home dialysis. So there's about, in the beginning, I believe there's about a 3% improvement in reimbursement for that home dialysis. And then claims for other dialysis centers as well as nephrology um, payments, they will effectively um, move to um, they start out with kind of an upside arrangement, which means, you know, let's, let's start out and give you room to do better. But over time, over this seven year model, essentially you can move into also a downside arrangement. So it's really putting um, nephrologists and dialysis centers, um, really putting the responsibility on them, giving them an opportunity to make some formidable change um, but additionally, there is some of that downside risk. Strive Health uh, uses something called high-touch patient care, correct? Do you want correct. to talk a little bit about that? Sure. So, I mean, essentially, it's what, what I was describing previously in terms of how can we um, be identifying our patients? That's first and foremost what we have to do is who's out there and um, and potentially hasn't been identified before because like I said, the statistic that 90% of those patients don't actually know that they have kidney disease yet. So you've got to identify those patients and we do that through this um, care technology. And so then the next step is to engage with them. And you do that again through the analytics. So you understand um, how, how can you engage with them and with and their care before they move to some type of acute event. And the analytics become more informative over time. So they continue to get better for that particular patient. Um, so it just, it's a correlation of having more data over time and ensuring that you can then kind of predict more of what's gonna happen with that. What are some of the lessons that you're seeing from COVID-19 and chronic kidney disease, um, given that we know that these patients are more at risk for either more severe COVID or that they come away later with kidney injury? Yeah, that's, that's been a real tough one, obviously, for everybody in this industry. Um, there certainly is the evidence that it is impacting folks with kidney disease significantly. Um, so I think it does come back to ensuring that those patients are educated. So that's part of having that high touch care team and ensuring that you're looking at the whole patient and not just the kidney disease, ensuring that you understand some of their comorbidities and that they're educated on how to really take care of themselves through a time like COVID. But it's obviously been, been very difficult for everyone. Lastly, we know that the vast majority of caregivers for patients with chronic disease, especially things like CKD or women, are there ways that practices can adapt to reduce those caregiving burdens in such a way that both I guess, improves patient outcomes and gives that unpaid time uh, restored back to the caregiver. For instance, you mentioned at-home dialysis. What are the realistic expectations for that? Or maybe using predictive analytics to understand more about social determinants of health and that how, how that affects families. Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I, I myself actually have a um, have been a caregiver of a loved one with chronic kidney disease. So 
Um, I, I would express that that is, it's a burden and it's a struggle to maintain that care journey um, and what it ends up with our patients with unmet needs. And so um, I do believe that looking at socioeconomic statistics that um, through those analytics that we described, that does help you to identify how can you come in with your care team and have social workers help um, be proactive and ensure that, that they're additionally helping those caregivers um, so that the struggle isn't so significant. So that's certainly a piece of it. And then with home dialysis, it's a really exciting thing to think about what that could mean for these folks. Um, to just be proactive in terms of the education of, hey, if you do need to be on dialysis, let's go ahead and plan for that vascular access and let's get your home equipment set up um, and let's educate you on the other uh, comorbidities that you have and let's make sure that you understand how to have an appropriate diet and how to just take care of yourself. So all of those things are super important in terms of how we can um, not only provide better outcomes for the patients, give them more quality of life and um, really delay the progression of the disease, but additionally to have um, less spend out there that we think is unnecessary. Well, thank you very much. This was really interesting. Well, thank you. To learn more about this issue, visit agmc.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at agmc.com or follow us on Twitter at agmc underscore journal. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.